Good morning and welcome to the Mr. Irrelevant Podcast. It's Friday, June 16th. I'm your host, Jamie Mottram. And I'm quite pleased to introduce for the first time ever on the podcast, my dear friend from the Washington Post, Dan Steinberg. Agent Steins, what's up, man? How's it going, Jamie? You're using your official broadcasting voice now. I know. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, has anybody has anybody called you Agent Steins in a while? Uh, the guy who works at the local toy store calls me Steins whenever I walk in. Really? Yes, um, can, but not the agent part. It's been a while, man. It's been a while since we were on the airwaves together. It's actually probably, what, six, seven years probably, at least? Well, I, I moved, we moved away from D.C. nine years ago, and I think nine that, was, that okay. was what put an end to the infamous um, Comcast Sportsnet blog show. Jamie, speaking of the broadcasting voice thing, I was on a radio show this week, and they told me that I needed to sound less formal and more relaxed. And I, I thought that I was always being relaxed, but now I feel like on the Mr. Irrelevant podcast, you're supposed to sound formal or something. Do you want me to do a more of an official-sounding voice? I, w- I would say that whatever your most relaxed state is, um, go with that for, okay. for the podcast. Okay. I, I actually, I wanted to ask you, do you think a lot's changed in nine years? Um, well, not really. I mean, you basically have, you basically have the same job. <laughs> I have an identical job. That's true. <laughs> well, no, let's be, let's be clear about this though. You're a columnist now. That's like higher on the totem pole. That's at least a, a step or two up from blog. It is, but I'm posting in this. I'm posting my quote-unquote columns in the same space, and I think that no one really regards me as as some kind of voice of wisdom or perspective, particularly, including you. I think, like, I think that you still, and I, I don't, I don't begrudge you for this. I think you kind of still think of me as just like DC sports blog blogger dude, you know? Like, I don't have, I don't have the the sense of like expert speaking down from the mountaintop. I don't think. Do you want that? Uh, well. No, but I also don't want to be a columnist, I would say, because I think the columnists should sort of have that, where you kind of drive the conversation and kind of influence how people think about things, like serious things, not stupid things. And, and I, I don't know that I'm a good match for that role as it's traditionally been defined. Well, I, I would say this. I enjoy reading your columns slash blog posts, whatever they are. Uh, I enjoy reading like Barry Sverluga, who was you know, a beat writer and has transitioned into being a columnist. I, I, I think it's a stronger stable, a much stronger stable of columnists now than it was, say, 10 years ago. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to answer that question because I might insult someone. But I, I think we have a good thing going right now. I think, I think Jerry Brewer is awesome. Um, yeah. I think Bar- Barry has done a great job. And we still have Sally and Boz. I don't exactly know where I fit in that, but I basically just try to mostly do my job the way I've done it in the past. Sally stirred some shit up yesterday with the, she did. Uh, well, we were allowed to swear on the Mr. Relevant podcast. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Go for it. Uh, cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, you want to, you want to explain what she wrote about? Okay. Well, she wrote, so the warriors aren't going to go to the white house because Trump and she wrote that they should go to the white house despite Trump or because, you know, now's the time for civility and, and coming together rather than, I don't know getting further apart is that more or less it i think so i think that she and i, I haven't fact checked her on this but i think that she at least claimed that she stayed away from using the word should and was more saying like this is something they could do that if they uh, wanted to actually improve the discourse they could 
go there and shake the hand of a man they disagree with and maybe explain why they disagree with him, but kind of do it in a respectful way, I guess. I kind of just say like, she really must've stepped in it. If, if we've gotten to the point where we're parsing the words yeah. like should and could <laughs> from the column. Well, I was reading her like Twitter exchange with like Bomani Jones among others. And oh, okay. that's where I saw that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't think that I agree with her, but I also don't know that my thoughts are very clear on that, which. Yeah. There's a lot of political stuff going on. I think the same thing with the Kirk Cousins thing. He's golfing with President Trump. Um, yeah. And I, I was having a conversation with my editor about whether someone should write, what do you do if you're an athlete and the president says he wants to golf with you and you don't agree with the president? Do you still go anyhow as like a respect to the office? It's kind of maybe a similar issue. And I don't know where I fall down, so I just avoid it. Well, I mean, as a fan, I, like, I see that the quarterback for my team golfed with Trump and I don't like it. Um, but I respect it. Like I respect his, his, his explanation. I don't know if that's, you know, I mean, he's asked about it and you know, he says you get the opportunity to golf with the president. You do it. Okay. I respect that. Um, but at the same time, it's like, uh, is, is is he like a Trump supporter? Is he like, does he support the administration? I don't know. It just makes me feel weird. It, It comes back to like, I'd rather just not know anything about like, my favorite players on my favorite teams. Right. Yeah, I think that's right. And the other thing is like, we're, we're coming from this and I, like I try to keep my politics out of most things that I do, but there's like a assumption that us and people like us would be turned off by an association with Trump. Whereas when past athletes were associating with Obama and other fans might have found that objectionable, Mm -hmm. it was hard for Mm -hmm. us to understand that objection, I think. And so I don't know, this is kind of more serious, but I, I, I sort of understand where Sally's coming from, but I also think that if you genuinely feel um, an, an objection, a strong political objection, and and I guess I, I see the value in in making a protest when you have the audience that the, or the power that the Warriors have right now. So I, I don't know. I well, don't know. I want to ask you about something else um, that's really fresh in the news. I, like I just saw a headline before we got on the pod, which is that Amazon. The the owner of the Washington Post uh, That's right. is buying Whole Foods. Your former yes. your your former employer. Your resume is basically the Washington Post and Whole Foods. That, those and, are the only places that work. Yeah. And now both are owned by Amazon. Is this? I, I, I you must be feeling a lot of emotions right now. Uh, well, I would like to read more about it. I don't know. Um... I don't know quite what to think, but I feel good in a way. It makes me feel good. I, I left Whole Foods still liking Whole Foods, and I, like, I still have my apron and my name tag and a bunch of paperwork that I acquired at Whole Foods, and I, I feel good. I want to wear my apron to the Washington Post next week, maybe. So. I had no idea you had a Whole Foods apron. I love oh, yeah. that. I mean, I used to have a bunch. I think I just saved one. Actually, I might have saved two. I might have saved a black one and a white one. I, w- I would think that... Oh, my daughter tells me that she has the black one. You have the black Whole Foods apron? Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a prized possession. Do you think you'll get a discount? You know, we used to get, I used to get a 20% discount, I believe, when I worked at Whole Foods. Once wow. I became an official team member, there's like a kind of um, orientation process. I think you have to go through like six months until you get voted on as a team member. That's what it used to be. And then we got a 20% discount. And so I was always actually very defensive about people who said that Whole Foods was overpriced. And like the whole paycheck thing, I, I hated that. I think that there are certain things, at least when I worked there, there were certain things that were really expensive, but there are also certain things that were cheaper if you bought at Whole Foods than if you bought at, at like Giant. Like back in the day, soy milk used to be cheaper at Whole Foods, and couscous used to be cheaper at Whole Foods, and lots of other things. Um, and so I was always kind of defensive about that. But then when you edited my 20% discount, it was way cheaper. And so 
I didn't like it when people made fun of that. But if there was a discount again, I would increase my whole food shopping for sure. I mean, there's certain things though that are egregious, like organic chicken. Organic uh-huh. chicken at Whole Foods is like I don't even know ten plus dollars a pound. Trader Joe's organic chicken is like half that. I believe you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, how Trader, the, I don't know how Trader Joe is doing this. I did mean, you see the new? Um, there's the German supermarket chain that's coming to the East Coast, and I think North Carolina is one of the states they're going to. Is, is that? Do you know what I'm talking that, about? Is that Aldi? No, that's one of them. But there's another one that's even a bigger deal. Um, there's a story in the Washington Post owned by Amazon and corporate partners with Whole Foods. You're such um, a shill. This, this morning <laughs> um, about this, and I, I wasn't even familiar with it, but they said that kind of similar. The stores are similar size to Trader Joe's and. They try to um, L I D L Lidl Lidl. I don't know. Mm. Do you know this? No, no, I don't know no. anything about this. Um, how does it feel to work at the Washington Post, which I feel like is is on an island from the rest of the media that's just like falling into the sea all around it? You know, like I feel like the the Post is soaring while the rest of like the digital media world is just like a, a, a uh, like like a shit show right now. Like Yahoo yep. and AOL had twenty one hundred layoffs this week. Um, the uh, I think Time Inc. cut three hundred people. New York Times had layoffs. Um, who was it? What was the like digital media outlet that just cut their whole edit staff? V O C A T I V. Vocative. Yeah. Vocative. Didn't know how to pronounce that. Like all the like all this stuff is happening. It seems like this week. Um, yeah. Can can Bezos just buy? like the rest of the media too <laughs> well yeah i mean obviously he has enough money that i don't think the losses would affect him but i <laughs> it makes me feel weird a little bit because i can tell yeah. you like my traffic is down actually like my traffic is down year to year i think sports is doing well um or okay or and the post I think, overall I think, well, I think just reported yesterday that like i think it was like uh users are up 30 or 40 percent year over year yeah, overall right. users for the post yeah which is why i feel weird because i i mean i, I don't feel like i'm really a part of what's going on. I feel like I'm just kind of, you know, like soaking up the rewards of what other people are doing really, because my job is safe and our place is thriving and growing and we keep doing new cool things. And it's not because of the DC sports bug. So I don't know how it feels exactly. I feel in, in a way like jealous and like, I want to, like I've considered, should I try to do something political? Because that's where all of the, so much of the action is and so much of the excitement. Uh-huh. My daughter's shaking her head. No, no, no. I meant political with the Washington post. Like covering politics and sports. Not like a political act. Not like a political act. <laughs> uh, yeah, not like working for um, Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like, you know, Trump has taken all of the air out of the room. Not just, I'm not like blaming Trump. I just mean like the subject of Trump and politics yeah. and government, you know, more largely are, are taking all the air out of the room. And, and there isn't like anything left. There's any attention left for, for more frivolous matters like sports. I think that's part culture. of it. I think that's part of it. But I think it's also, I think covering Trump what we have and the growth that we've had has allowed us to have like a national voice on big national stories, um, you know, serious and frivolous, but I don't know that it's grown the audience for local mm-hmm. stuff, especially for local sports stuff. I think you have to find, like, if you really just care about getting a big audience, you have to find, the local stories that really would have a way of resonating nationally. And like, frankly, the stuff that I do is not that, do you know what I mean? Like I'm writing today about a guy who, I mean, this isn't a good example, but I'm writing today about a guy, a local guy whose newborn son, um, he wants to help choose a favorite baseball team. And so he's writing to all the teams and seeing, uh, asking them for a sales pitch on why his son should root for them. I don't know. Maybe that one has a chance. I have no idea. Probably not. The Redskins stuff has no chance. That's That guy needs to chill out. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it, but anyway, I don't want to dive too far into, into that guy. But I, as, a, as someone who grew up in the D.C. area and you know loves all the D.C. sports teams, I have a weird relationship with the Post now because I think of the Post as, as like the D.C. paper, you know, and like the sports section's all about the Redskins and the Caps and the Wiz, et cetera, uh, or the Bullets or the Orioles, if you go back far enough. Um, but now it's, it just doesn't seem like it's about that at all. You know, like the other day when the Redskins named Doug Williams, the new senior VP of, you know, yada, 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 the front page of the post didn't even have that story on it. And I, I tweeted something about that. And I, I think John Taylor at the post was like, well, you, if you check the regional homepage, right. which I didn't even know existed, um, you know, it's on there. And I, I did, I checked the regional homepage and it was like the 15th headline, you know? So like the Redskins make all these front office moves, have a big announcement, and that's barely even represented on the site. Now, I'm not, I'm not criticizing. I'm not being critical of the post, but I think that says a lot for how how much it's changed. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I could have a million different answers for that, and it might just have been like one person who cares about the Redskins, like like one like one homepage editor or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I have no idea. I think, but I, I think I would say first of all, I don't know that that was really that significant of a move because basically they just changed titles of people who are already doing certain jobs, which I, we all I agree. kind of I knew that they were going to do for months. I, th- I think another part of it is that the Redskins just aren't, and this is like a different conversation, but they're just not what they were when you were a kid. They're just mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're, the fan base isn't quite the same. And I think <laughs> oh, the user... Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware yeah. that they're not what they were when I was a kid. Okay, but I mean, like the fan base, <laughs> they don't have the same hold in Washington. They're still obviously yeah. the most important thing for us, but I don't think that everything that they do makes the community well, stop. I mean, they're not, they're not what they were in the 80s when they went to, you know, three Super Bowls, but or won three Super Bowls, but, I mean, they're still the biggest team in town. And, of course, yeah. You know, course. yeah, it might not have been news, or big news, because they weren't, like, bringing in someone new to run the team, but it was a it was a big story by D.C. sports standards. You know, it was about as high as the D.C. sports... It's about as high a bar is, is going to be set in, like, June 2017 for D.C. sports. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you on that. I don't know what else is going to happen this month. It's like as big as that on the DC. Like, like to I, me, Dusty Baker publicly asking for a raise is a bigger deal than that. Honestly, like, like, like publicly saying that there's a divide between him and ownership, and that he thinks that he's underpaid. And I think that I think that's more. I think that's more substantive, but it's not like hugely interesting. I think it is. I bet you that stuff. I'm, I'm talking off the top of my head, but I bet you yeah. that stuff got more traffic on our website than the. Redskins giving yeah, the position I, to someone that we all knew they were going to give the position you to. Might, I mean, you might be right. I don't agree, but you're more in touch with you know what's happening up there. Yeah. I mean, certainly like any any update, like any serious update to the Kirk Cousins contract situation would be a bigger deal than Well, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think that's going to happen this month? Um, I mean, no, I guess I would assume it would be next month. But, you know, it's the same general. Did you year, write that thing? Did you write that thing about um, how... 1067 the fan locked in cousins to a long-term radio appearance deal in 2015 was that you i wrote it yeah it wasn't really a long-term deal because they were signing him year to year, oh, year the to point year, is yeah, that yeah. they they um they got in with him early and cheap and earned his loyalty and he has stuck with them because he feels an incredible bond to them for believing in him before anyone did and and for seeing that he had potential even when he was still technically a backup and it just felt like they had a little bit more strategic sound vision and foresight than the Redskins did. Like I, I said, and I kind of believe that with Kirk Cousins, the Redskins would be in better shape right now if Grant Paulson was their GM. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think anybody would argue that. Yeah. Um, no, that was good. The reason I didn't know if you wrote it is because I read it in 
my pocket app, which is uh-huh. where I read a lot of my news stories, and okay. um, it strips out the bylines. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh-huh. Um, what's the most frivolous thing you've written lately? Like what's something where you might have thought it was interesting, but it was like just super silly and offbeat? Um, I'm calling out my blog right now because my memory lasts about uh, two to three hours. That's Twitter. That's so, Twitter uh, for you. <laughs> is it? A, look at it. I mean, all the time, Scott um, and I will be, Scott Allen, who writes the blog with me, will mm-hmm. be talking about doing something. And he says, oh, you actually already did that like three years ago. And I just have no <laughs> He's more familiar with your body of work. <laughs> yeah. Also, my um, baby was uh, ill this week. And so I stayed home with her Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and didn't work at all. Ah. And so um, I'm looking back. Gosh, I haven't done very um, frivolous things for quite a while. Um Wow. How about did you see you saw the Jay Billis one? That's kind of frivolous. What did what did Billis do? That um, I, I had a conversation with him about the time that the Redskins called and asked if he'd want to try out for them. <laughs> oh yeah, I did see that. What is that frivolous? Was it was it to be tight end? Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, no, I think I responded to that because um, we did a thing once about how how they wanted Vince Coleman to be a wide receiver. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Oh, and sorry. Vince Coleman was like the fastest dude in, in sports at the time. Um, okay. So here's, I don't know. That was a bad setup. It ended up being a bad setup for the follow-up question, which is how do you feel about having like every item like that um, residing underneath a banner that says democracy dies in darkness? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can I get in trouble for talking honestly about that? I, nobody, I I nobody don't... listens to this show and, uh, and also no. What's your own? <laughs> Average readership, listenership. Is that proprietary? Uh, it, it, you know, it's small but growing. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, you see in the in the bumpers app, if you've ever used it, it'll tell you how many listens each show has had. Oh, wow. Okay. So the I think our we're getting up to like 200, 200 a show. That's good. Feeling good about it. I uh, I just got the bumpers app this morning, so I'll go back and look as soon as we finish. Um, and and I've talked to you about this off bumpers i, w- I want to have a podcast we, me and many of my coworkers are interested in doing a sports podcast and it's been a little bit of a heavy lift but i think maybe we could just start hanging out together and recording it on our own anyhow why not yeah or people yeah or we can just have have it i can host the whole thing i'll it. be the traffic yeah. cop yeah i won't yeah. ask any I, I promise not to ask probing questions about sally jenkins or the the tagline for the paper well no but honestly that's exactly that's exactly the time when you would want to have a podcast like if i if i could play devil's advocate to Sally's argument and instead of her arguing on Twitter with Bamani Jones which does nothing for the Washington Post why can't mm-hmm. she have a conversation with me and Barry Sverluga on the Washington Post sports podcast about her column and how she might respond to objections and how we might see it differently etc right yeah yeah sure for sure anyhow uh, I, I didn't like the um, I, I don't like it particularly because it just feels a little bit over serious and a little bit um, self uh, aggrandizing to me I understand it, and I think that's like certainly, without a doubt, many of our political reporters are doing an amazing job of uncovering things that need to be uncovered. I just, it's a little bit much for me. So the democracy dies in darkness thing. Well, the other, the other thing, the other thing the Post started doing recently that, if I don't know if I, it's not like I have a strong distaste for it, but it's peculiar. Is like at the front of a lot of columns, at the front of the headline of a lot of columns, it will say perspective, colon. And yes. then it will say the headline. Yes. And I guess that's a signal to the reader, like, this is, this is a column. This is, you right. know, in a, in, we're editorializing here. Um, but it just seems like unnecessary 
to me. It always, it always seems clunky. I don't disagree with you on that one either. The thing is that they've reserved the use of the word column because there are some that, that, that begin column instead of perspective, but those are all on the editorial page. And so, mm. you know, it's like George Will and Dana Milbank and people like that who write for the editorial page. They write columns. The rest of us who are columnists write either analysis or perspective. I think for mostly perspective, but then... What do you get? Like a, yeah, I'm mostly perspective. I mean, okay, okay. when I'm writing something that's, that's quote-unquote a column, then it becomes a perspective. But then our beat writers will also write kind of more in-depth pieces that have a little bit more opinion, and those are called analysis. I don't, if, if the goal is to be more clear to readers on what we're doing, I don't think that that's working because I don't know that mm-hmm. any reader has any idea what the difference is between perspective analysis and column. You know what I mean? Right. For some reason, I don't know this is a strange association, but I, always see, I see perspective and I think it's like a letter to the editor or something. It's like a reader commentary. I don't know why that, that pops up. I, I, I always thought that it seemed more like, like – um, a retired former Washington Post employee. You know, something that's kind of rooted uh, yeah. in the past more, like like yeah, like an emeritus or whatever. Uh, you know, some seventy-five-year-old former columnist comes back with perspective. I don't know. Um, I don't think I've ever heard the word emeritus said out loud. I think I've I think I said it wrong. That... It's a emer- it's emeritus, right? Is that? I think I said it wrong. Yeah, I think it's emeritus. I yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Like I don't know how to say Jeff Bezos. Is it Bezos or is it Bezos? I thought it was Bezos, but I don't know. I, I thought it was Bezos. Yeah, there's a lot of these. I definitely think it's Emeritus, though. I'm going to Google that one right now. Um, well, we were going to talk about um, some other some other stuff. Part two. But part two. I think it should be part two. We haven't, we haven't spoken in a while. We haven't done um, – I don't know what, what we would call this because it's – I mean, we're not really on air. <laughs> we haven't done we haven't done a show together in a long time so this is more like just a, a get to know you again warm up yeah well i mean not only have we not done a show together for a long time we virtually never actually talk yeah that's true um how's the kid the, the, the how's the baby kid i mean they're both good the baby is back at daycare and the um 10 year old is out of school um for the summer which is exciting what about you you have four, 14 now 15 14 uh 14, 14 kids. Yeah. Children. What we have three. You have three. They're, they're all being homeschooled on our compound yeah. uh, down here in North Carolina. <laughs> you have three children. I do. I have three. And yeah. so since the last time we were on air, we've had combined four kids. Um, you already had one. Huh. Um, you had a head start. Took some time away. Yeah. <laughs> and came back to it. I, so yeah, so my, kids are eight, we can do... my kids are eight, six, and three. All right. Okay. And yeah. The, so during the next episode, we can do like a two-minute biography of each of our five children with their likes and dislikes. And well, I actually want what I wanted to talk to you about was like if you're going to persuade or, or dissuade them from becoming DC sports fans. Right. That was the that was going to be that the was topic that was this. that was the hook. Right, and it was going to be time towards Father's Day, which is this yeah weekend. yeah yeah. Our con- my content calendar was really sharp, and then we got on the phone, and I wanted to talk to you about you know working at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like you had a whole host of issues that were. Do we, so, do you want to just skip the? Um... I want to skip it. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, maybe okay. Father's Day next year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we can catch up about. Like, well, we'll, we'll save that for when the podcast has three hundred listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's interesting, and I don't think that this is an incorrect um, strategy at all in any way. But I think it's interesting that you would have someone like Ben standing on to talk about how the Wizards 
could or could not improve themselves in this offseason. And you would have me on just to talk about like Whole Foods and my kids and stuff because it's true. Yeah. I don't really, yeah. that's why I don't want to be a columnist because I don't have any particular insight on how the Wizards should. Well, also, like, I don't know Ben. Like, I think the one time I ever met Ben, you were there. It was like we were getting beers at that brewery oh, um, yeah, yeah, in yeah. DC. Right proper, right proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like that place that much. I mean, oh, wow. like, the cheese was good, but the beer was kind of shit. Um, just like a overhand out of left field from you right there. Oh, sorry, so, I didn't know. I didn't know the right problem. Was the place. Right pro- um, no, because they're not going to be the sponsor of the. Mis- no, you know, were you there when we? Okay, sorry about that interruption. We lost Dan, but I'm just going to wrap this up. We'll have Dan back on again. Uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Mister Relevant podcast through iTunes, through Stitcher, uh, on Bumpers. Uh, follow Dan at Twitter, DC Sports Bog. Uh, and read all of his columns that are actually blog posts.